Nedarim Davkavav. We were last discussing the Mishnah that said if a person walks into his backyard, he sees two people eating from his fig tree, and he starts saying that it's like a korban on you, and then he finds out it's his father and brother, and there's a whole group there with him. According to Bet Shemai, the father and brother are mutar, everyone else is asur, but Bet Hillel holds that once that Neder was broken a little bit to the father and brother, then it's mutar to everyone. Once it's mutar, it's mutar all the way. And we saw that this is the same mahloket that Hachamim had to Akiva in regards to someone saying that I'm not going to eat meat or wine, and then they tell him what about Shabbat and Yom Tov, and according to Hachamim, that only Shabbat and Yom Tovim are allowed, and according to Rabbi Akiva, it's completely mutar. And with that, we're going to start Kaf He Amudibet, six lines from the bottom, and now Rabba and Rabba, Rabba with the and Rabba with an Aleph, I'm going to explain what they think is the machloket between Bet Hillel and Bet Shammai. So, Amar Abba, according to Bet Shammai and Bet Hillel, whenever the person who owns that fig tree says, Listen, according to everyone, if the person would have said that, had I known my father was there, I would have said, everyone was a sewer except my father. Then okay, the cholehuna surin v'avimuta. Then okay, then it's pretty obvious that the that everyone's a sort to eat those figs except the father. That's not the neder shehutar mitzato. That's not a vow that we allowed a little bit. Lo nechleku. Where's the machloket? Ela beomer ilu haiti yodeh sheaba berechem haiti omer peloni uploni asurin v'aba mutar. Had I known my father was in this group, I would have said that Reuven and Shimon are Asur, my father's Mutar, but he never would have said the word everyone. He never would have said the word Kulechem. Meaning, I never even wanted you to think for even one moment that my father was part of this vow. So now here you got uh, two pl- uh, pluses on your side. Number one, that in regards to the father, it is a mistake. And when it comes to everyone else, could be that the entire language of the vow was no good. It could be it was one big mistake. And that's why Betilel holds the entire vow has collapsed and it's totally allowed. Now we hit Kavav Amudal from the top. Verava Amar Rabba with an Aleph says, Whenever the owner of the fig tree says, If I knew my father was between you, I would have said, but my father's mutar. Everyone agree that since he totally would have changed the language of the vow, kulam mutarin bechamai betilel. Everyone would say it's totally mutar. Lo nechleku ela beomer. Where's the machloket between bechamai and betilel? It's if the fig tree owner said ilu hayiti odash abab enechem. If I knew my father was in between you, hayiti omer kolachem asurin chutz me abab. Would have said everyone is asur except my father. Now here he's not changing the language or the text of the vow because he said kulechem. Just he's adding a little bit extra that my father is not asur. So here's the machloket: is that extra? Is that changing the entire vow or not? You always go by the first part of what you said. That we go by the end of what a person said. 
This is referring to a machloket in Masechet Temurah Daf Kafe. If a person said this animal is a, is a Temura, it's an exchange of a korban olat and an exchange of a korban shelamim. He said both of them. Now it can't be both; it has to be one or the other. So Rabbi Meir says we go by the first thing he said, which is Temurat Olah. And the Rebbe Yossi says you have to take the second thing he said into consideration. Now it becomes half Tumurat Ola, half Tumurat Shalamim. And the Ran clarifies that Bet Shemayu hold like Rebbe Meir, we go by the first thing he said. So we go by the original vow that he said. And therefore when he fixed the language, since he's still using the same language, he still said Kulechem, then we have to go by the original thing he said. And Bet holds like Rebbe Yossi. And we have to take the second thing he said seriously. And therefore, if it's contradicting the first thing, then it cancels everything out. So again, the mahlukit between Rabbah and Rabbah is, according to Rabbah, he would change the nosa, he would change the text of what he said. And according to Rabbah, he just added to what he said. So now, let's go back to what Rabbi Akiva said, that if someone uh, vowed that he's not going to touch uh, meat or wine, then uh, we're going to start out by opening up the, the Hatan and Darim by talking about Shabbatot and Yim Tovim. And there was the Mahlokit uh, that Hachamim say only Shabbatot and Yim Tovim were allowed. And then Rabbi Akiva said, no, once uh, it's allowed, everything's allowed. So Eti Rav Papa Rav Papana asked a question to Rabbi who said all he did was just add. How did Rabbi Akiva say that a vow that was partially permitted, the whole thing became permitted? Meaning, if someone said, I vow I'm not going to have any benefit from all of you, and then then if you, then if one of them became mutar, then everyone is mutar. If he said, I'm not going to have any benefit, not from this one, not from that one, then, if the first one became mutar, then everyone is mutar. It's sort of a domino effect. However, this is number three, if the last one became mutar, the last one is mutar, but everyone else is asur. So technically, we have three cases over here. And case number one was if one of them is mutar, everyone is mutar. Case number two, where if the first one is mutar, everyone else is mutar. And the case number three, if the last one is mutar, everyone else is still asur. So now, Bishlam I, I could explain this according to Rabbah with the hey, because he could say, Mokimla, Leresha, I could say the first part of the Mishnah, where he said uh, one of them is mutar, everyone is mutar. In the beginning, he said, and then he changed the language to meaning in the beginning he said everyone is Asur but had I known I would have said uh, only you and only you are Asur okay then you change the whole vow and then, uh, therefore the entire vow doesn't stand and he would say the second part the Amar, what are we talking about he said in the beginning he said everyone's Asur and then he changed it to everyone's Asur except my father so since he didn't change the nosa, he didn't change the words of the vow, he just added, according to Rabbah with that doesn't do much. It doesn't knock out the, the vow, and therefore the vow still stands, and then only the father is mutar, everyone else is asur. Okay, that works according to Rabbah with Ela Lady according to you, Rabbah, and remember, Rabbah with an aleph, he set up at Hillel that even if you don't change the language of the, uh, of the vow, there could still be a machlok at Bet Hillel, Bet Shammai, 
if the house uh, that was permitted a little bit is, uh, is is it still standing or is it totally collapsed? So Mishlema Resh, I understand the first part where you said that uh, I'm not going to have any benefit from all of you. One of them is mutar, then everyone else became mutar. He could explain that. You're talking about a situation where you said I, the, everyone is asur. And then you, you change it to everyone's asur except my father. So he didn't change the nosah of the neder. And therefore, if one of them is mutar, then everyone is mutar. The problem is, Elasefa, look at the second part where he said, he changed the language of the vow. How could you say it's only Rabbi Akivahi? Am I pligi Why would Rabbanan argue? According to you, Rabbi Akivahi, that when you change the language of the vow completely, the vow called mutar. According to everyone, it's totally mutar, the entire vow. According to you, it's the only problem when they added onto the first nosah, uh, but not when they changed it. So now, Rabbah has a problem with Papa. Why are you only finding problems with me? Ul Rabbah, but according to Rabbah, but according to, to Rabbah's shita, right? According to Rabbah, does the last part of our Mishnah fit in? It said over there that if the last one is mutar, everyone else is, is still asur. How are you going to fix that? You want to say, like, like you said before, that he originally said that uh, everyone is Asur and you're not changing the language, you're just adding on. Then, so who's the first, who's the last? Meaning, in case two, where we said, the first one is Mutar and everyone is Mutar also. And if the last one is Mutar, then everyone else is Asur. So, who's the first one, who's the last one? Meaning, this has nothing to do with who was vowed on first, last. This this all goes by the change of the, the language of the vow. Ela, you have to say, the Rabbah's answering for him and for Rabbah, Resha, the first part of that Mishnah, the Amar Lechulechem, he walked out and he said, everyone is Asur. And then one of them is Mutar. Then, okay, Rabbi and Chachamim argued that according to Rabbah with an Aleph, he didn't change the language, he just added... And according to Rabbah, the hey, changed the language totally. Vesefa, that second and third part, it really has nothing to do with what Rabbi Akiva and Hachamim said. Rather, it's according to everyone. And over there, the, the whole story was, Kegon you connected everyone one to the other. Ve'amar, peloni kiploni, you said that person number two is a sort like person number one. Uploni kiploni, and person number three is a sort like person number two. And since they're all hanging one to the other, if the first person was mutar, then everyone else became mutar also. But if the last one is mutar, then they're not hanging on to him. He was hanging on to them, and therefore they're still asur. And dekanami, pay attention to the actual words of that Mishnah that was brought down. The Tanya says in the Brayta, hutar ha'emtsai. If the middle one was mutar, anyone under him, anyone who came after him is mutar. Ulmala asurim, anyone before him is still asur. So what the Rabbah and Aleph is trying to tell the Papap, don't, don't bring me any questions from the, the language of the, the, the second part of that Mishnah, because that the second language has nothing to do with our case, if if, if neder mit, mutar mitzato, mutar kulo, has nothing to do with our case. It's talking about something totally else. So the Gemara now asks another question on the Rabbah and Aleph. Eti we learned in a Mishnah, I'm vowing uh, uh, onions. I'm not going to be tasting onions. Why? Because onions are bad for the heart. But they told him, But they told him, 
that the Kufri, which is, uh, according to the Rosh, it was fully ripened. According to the Me'iri, it's uh, thin. And according to Sfot, it's a place. And according to uh, Aruch, it's, it's a village. Whatever it is, the Kufri is good for the heart. So, Hutar be Kufri, once he was Mutar by the Kufri, then Velo be Kufri, the Nachos by the Kufri became Mutar Ela be but with all the onions. And Maase Haya ve Hitiror be Meir be Cholabetzalim. There was a story like that, and Rebbe Meir was, uh, he permitted him to eat all types of onions. Now, my love, now let's try to understand what happened here. My love, the Amar, aren't we talking about a case where he said, Ilo Aiti Odasha Kufri, if I would have known that the Kufri is good for the heart, Aiti Omer, I would have said, Kolabet Salim Asurin Vichufri Mutar. I would have said that everything is Asur and just the Kufri is allowed. And he's continuing with the language that he originally said before, he just added on. And according to you, that would be the Mahlokit of Bet Shemai and Bet Hilel. Do we go by the first language, second language? And according to you, Rabbi Meir holds like a bit Shammai that we go by the first language and we should we should say that the rest of the onions are prohibited to him. And here you are saying that there was a story where Rabbi Meir was matir all the bits. He allowed all the, the onions. So Rabbi pushes back. Lord, that's not exactly what happened. We're talking about Be'omer, Ilu ha'it yodasha kufri live. He, we're talking about with the person with the vow would say that if I would have known that this uh, kufri onion is good for my heart, I would have said, I said, This onion, this onion is asur, and this one from kufri is allowed. Meaning, I could explain he totally changed the entire nosah of the vow. And then I could say, when Rabbi Meir allowed all the onions, he goes according to Rabbi Akiva, he goes according to Rabbanan, that if you totally change what you were trying to say, that according to everyone, that's partially allowed, the whole thing is allowed. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam, amen ve'amen.